Hello everyone, welcome to UGA Sports Rumors vs. Facts. I'm Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May and Trent Smallwood. Uh, obviously a diff- little bit different setup for me here. We've had to record this episode beforehand and are still bringing it to you here in the Monday night time slot. Uh, as always, presented by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance, Auto Owners Insurance. We'll talk more about them later, but uh, Jed and Trent, how you doing this evening? Going good. I uh, got to... Um... You know, this is Sunday night. Got to hit the golf course yesterday, so it was a good weekend. And um, and yeah, you know, it's dead periods are kind of a dead time for us as well, uh, relatively speaking. So, um, but we're here. How's the golf game going, Jed? You know, it's it's okay. It's so I so my whole life I've had a slice, right? And then the last probably couple months I've just developed a nasty hook out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> the last last ten eleven holes we played yesterday, I started getting straightened out a little bit. So. It's it's hard to adjust that when you've done one thing your whole life, but but we're getting there. It's a work in progress. Hey, you got February to figure it out. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. So let's say uh, there you go. Um, but we are in a dead period for recruiting right now in terms of you know on campus visits, anything anything like that nature. You see these coaches on Georgia staff uh, posting, going on vacations, all this kind of stuff uh, out there. So it is a little bit of a downtime but recruiting never truly stops and there's still um there's still guys out there that are putting out top schools that are you know kind of thinking about this this flurry of activity that happened in january and kind of going over all of that stuff in in their mind um of course we just finished up signing day the 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 traditional signing day and the biggest story out of that was that Deuce Robinson decided to hold off and not sign anywhere, um, not even commit anywhere. Um, Trent, I know we're going to get into uh, more specific questions on it later, but just I know you were kind of all over this for people on the on the vault uh, as the day was going on and things like that. But just kind of share what you've learned through uh, through this process with with Deuce Robinson currently. Yeah, I think he, he you know, uh, if, if he would have signed, he would have, um, you know, it, he, he decided he got some advice to, to not sign. Um, it didn't mean that he didn't know exactly who. I know there's a lot of stories out there say he was torn and stuff like that, but I think it's truly has to do with uh, uh, baseball and scouts and showing the baseball scouts that he's truly um, committed to, to baseball, uh, to, to that part uh, of being, of being uh, drafted. So um, I think it's a smart move on his end. It doesn't mean that uh, at the end of the day, he's not going to end up at Georgia or, or, or play college football for that matter. Um, I think uh, he just took, he's just trying to give him a chance to, to be one of those top rated guys and show the baseball guys that he's serious about, about doing that. And, um, and then uh, he'll have a better idea of when baseball season starts of where everything falls. And um, you'll probably see him commit um, at, at some point during that or, um, you know, uh, after baseball season, which would be getting close to uh, that. But I, I think there will be a decision one way or another for that. He'll he'll get an idea from the scouts throughout the season of, of where he's going to fall. And uh, we'll get a better idea of, um, you know, a commitment timeline and uh, and see when he plans to enroll at the school of choice. You're muted, Blaine. Sorry about that. And I, I believe in uh, in terms of reporting Jed and all that kind of stuff that that July is the deadline for that when you when you would have 
have to make a decision by. So it would it would obviously, uh, you know, I think USC, the major leagues, Georgia, all would hope that it would come before them. But I think that's when he has to make a decision by. Yeah, and when he had his interview on um, ESPN during the the signing day coverage, he said he wants to be if he goes to a school, he wants to be. Um, you know, ready to move in for the summer, which I mean, I think for Georgia is probably end of May, beginning of June, um, around that time. So if he's going to, um, you know, and, and this could be one of those situations where, you know, we've seen guys, you can sign financial aid paperwork with a couple different places before you sign an NLI to at least get that out of the way and, and, you know, gives yourself some extra time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, that's, what two, two, three and a half months from now is is kind of when he would uh, be getting on a campus, whether it's Georgia, USC, Texas, wherever. So, um, like you said, he's got till July. I would think he'd probably want to be committed by end of April, maybe if if he wants to be on campus by the start of summer workouts and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it's really kind of unique to have a guy of his caliber, his talent that's wanted by so many schools, still not even committed, not committed, not signed. Uh, this late in the cycle, so it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to watch over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think yeah, the draft, the draft July uh, July ninth, I believe. So um, okay, I, I would expect a yeah, like like Jed said, uh, the kind of the the timeline. Uh, baseball's already started, uh, uh, so I mean that they're starting games. You know, scouts are going to be surrounded by uh, surrounded around his games. He's going to get an idea of where he's going to fall uh, with that. And, uh, yeah, probably probably looking towards end of April um, decision. Yeah, well, and uh, we've got a question on Deuce. We'll get to him uh, even further in just a minute. But uh, related to him, his high school that he attends, Pinnacle, out there in Arizona, Dylan Raola has transferred to Pinnacle High School. That came out a couple couple of days ago. Uh, Raola released that. Um, we knew that was kind of in the works, uh, you know, and in, in, in talking – to, to him as we had him on for an interview, but that's not something necessarily we wanted to talk about at the time of the interview. So we got to let that play out there, but uh, you knew that was in the works of him moving to another school. You know, does that help solidify work in Georgia's favor with things with, uh, you know, Deuce's dad being involved there at, at Pinnacle and, you know, I guess it depends on how do you think uh, it ends up going with Deuce Robinson, but obviously, uh, with for so long, everybody, all three of us included, thinking that hey, it's it's kind of Georgia's to lose. They became the front runner with with Deuce Robinson. You would think, and the relationship that uh, Deuce Deuce's father and Kirby have, you would think, think that would uh, work in Georgia's favor. But who knows if if USC makes a a late push, you know, Trent on, on deuce or something like that, then it may, may not work in Georgia's favor, but uh, an interesting development nonetheless. Yeah, it's definitely interesting just to, to know. I know they'll never play with each other in high school because Deuce has already played a senior season, but just having that connection with, with Deuce's father and, and um, I know they've, both families have done their research on schools and both of them have great relationship with the Kirby smart and the coaching staff. So um, it's definitely interesting. It definitely, uh, I think, helps Georgia because I still think Georgia lands Deuce at the, uh, in, you know, when he decides to announce. But um, we'll see what what happens. But I, I, I like Georgia for for both those guys right now. True. Or uh, excuse me, Jed. We had a lot of updates on guys and things like that that we've kind of hit recently. Just give uh, give people, you know, s- some of the guys that that you 
talked to recently coming off visits and stuff like that before we dive into uh, questions here? Yeah, Georgia had a decent group in town over that that last weekend in January. Um, Dwight Phillips committed while in town. Like guy's got you know four two speed at the running back position, which is just which is insane. Um, Aaron Butler, a receiver from California, is in town, and and he he was very high on Georgia. And basically, you know, we, we had a story out on him, but he was basically saying, you know, I'm in town. I see why guys go first round from Georgia. And, it, and Aaron Butler's a kid that's not uh, not bashful about his aspirations. Yeah, I want to go to the NFL. I want to be wearing one of those gold jackets one day. And Georgia's a place that can um, that can help me get there. So. Uh, George is in a good position with him. Uh, DeMello Jones was supposed to be there, didn't make it. Um, but Kirby Smart and I believe it was Fran Brown went and watched uh, his basketball game that night. So uh, clearly a priority prospect there. And then guys like Jordan Seaton, offensive lineman from around D.C. were there. Yeah. Uh, Brown, a receiver from New York, was in town, went to the basketball game, caught a Georgia men's basketball win. Uh, so the kid's lucky, if, if you know nothing else, to be, in, be uh, there in person for that. And um, – you know, yeah, I think now is we, we start to look forward to the spring, spring, um, you know, spring visits when the, when things open back up. And a lot of these, like when Dylan Raiola was on with us the other night, I'm going to be there. I believe it was March. Broke 18th. the news. Yeah, broke the news. Right Here on the on the show. March, it's March 18th, I think, um, which is right yeah. around spring practice starts. And Justin Scott, the five star defensive tackle from. Uh, Chicago also the same thing. He wants to be in town to see them practice. So I think that's a chance for these guys to do that because obviously in January you don't get to see any practices or anything. So getting guys back on campus, seeing how practice is done, how the coaches interact with players in that kind of setting, uh, that's going to be huge just like it is every spring. So we've got about uh, about a month, month, a little more than a month before, uh, before that gets underway. And I'll have a story coming out on Malachi uh, Tolliver, uh, offensive lineman from Cartersville that – visited Georgia and received uh, subsequently received an offer uh, from Stacy Searles in Georgia. So that'll be coming out, uh, you know, tomorrow, next, next day or two, as you're, as you're watching this um, real quick, before we get to the questions here, as mentioned before, uh, rumors versus facts is presented by Turner Woodsmith insurance in cooperation with auto owners. Guys, you know, if you're, if you're wanting a, quality policy on uh, home insurance, life insurance, car, business, you name it. Auto owners has been a policy provider for over a hundred years and the customer service that you'll get out of Trey Wood and the people over at Turner Woodsmith, they, they help my family out tremendously, do a great job. They're not just, yeah, they're located in Gainesville, Georgia, but it's not just a Northeast Georgia thing. They do business regionally, nationally. Um, so, you know, make sure to Give them a call today. You can go to their website that is in the uh, banner below for both of them and then also linked in the description or the content item if you're seeing this on ugasports.com. So check out Turner Woodsmith Insurance and Auto Owners Insurance. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and get to our first question here. Uh, this follows right along with what we had talked about earlier Beach Dog 20 says, does Deuce sign with UGA? So he's coming off the top rope uh, right, right on the beginning, asking the, the tough questions. Yeah, I'm not there yet. As far as Deuce signing a letter of intent, we'll see. But uh, I do think Deuce ends up uh, on Georgia's campus come fall. I, I do believe that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I definitely think that leans this that way. 
Uh, I think Georgia has been a favorite for a while. I do think um, I think the major leagues uh, and the scouts, like you said, are making it harder. I also think USC is working tirelessly to try to make it harder. Um, you know, we mentioned Dylan Rowla, you know, going to Deuce Robinson's high school. Now, Dylan Rowla took a visit out to USC. Um, I don't think there's any – I think some of the the talk from, from talking to parties involved, I think that some of the talk about how USC gained a whole bunch of ground with Rowla and all, I think that's a little bit overblown. I don't think it's any different feel than, uh, than maybe – some of the other visits that have been taken, but you know, you would have to think if they could try to chip away and say, Hey, look at all the Heisman trophy winners at quarterback and things like that. And if they could work that way um, in there, now that there is that connection between the Raulas and, and the Robinsons, who knows that that may be, that may be a factor there, but at this moment, I would agree. But Jed, your, your thoughts on, on Deuce. Yeah, I mean, as of today, I'd, I'd probably agree with you guys and, and say he ends up in Georgia. But like you said, like you can't rule anything out. There's just so much, um, you know, there's a long way to go because there's USC, there's Texas. And, I mean, the the this whole stuff with the major leagues, I mean, it's clear that this isn't he, – he, he is serious about baseball. I mean, obviously not signing indicates that. But I think this is a kid – I mean, Trent – um, I don't know if he told you in at the Under Armour game or if he said this um, at the Polynesian Bowl, but he's like, the dream is to play both in college and, and go through all like he this is a very serious um, dream he has. So that's someone's going to have to be taken into account. So, um, you know, there's there's a long way to go, like we said, if, if it ends up being into April. But um, I'd probably bet on Georgia if it was if I had to pick today. All right. Next question we have is from. OU Herschel Walker says, how many running backs uh, do we UGA take in 24? Is Mizell still in that group in December? Listen, I'm never going to speculate on uh, a specific guy unless it's just well known or anything like that, that, that they're going to be not a part of the class. Listen, he, he did commit very early. Uh, so anything can happen. And of course you got uh, Phillips that's been added uh, to the mix and you know Trent they also have another couple big names they're going after and and uh, Jarrett Gibson and, and Cam Davis so what's your assessment on how many backs and uh, maybe who ends up in it yeah I do think they end up with two backs I think it'll be um, and different two backs and what they have committed right now um, with the guys that they're after um, that I think I think Mizell is still questionable. Uh, you know, he, he's going to have other schools come along, and and Georgia's going to have other targets come along, um, like we've talked about. So, um, I, I think Phillips is pretty secure right now, and um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Mizell. I think Mizell is committed to the University of Georgia right now, and um, until that changes, I think, um, you know, he, he's he's on the commit list. But um, we'll see what happens this summer. We'll see how uh, you know they'll, they'll be evaluating guys this summer and and uh, going to a school and watch the spring practice and. And see what happens from there. I mean, Jed, you know, it's it's like we say, you're committed until you're not committed, right? And and that's the same thing with Cam Davis right now too, who like Deuce Robinson, he's a big baseball guy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's one of the top targets. There's Derek Gibson at IMG, Anthony Carey. Um, they just offered Christian Clark, a, a guy that that's really starting to blow up. So, I mean, I think the thing with Phillips and Mizell is they're both similar kind of players like i remember when he committed blaine you had numbers on i don't know if it's track times or 40 times or whatever yeah. but um you know the 
having two similar backs makes you think that there's a chance one might not uh, end up. But, but like you said, you don't know. They very well could take those two. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess you can rule out them trying to add a third as a power guy or whatever. But, um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, they're very excited about Dwight Phillips. Again, he brings that home run hitter type speed to the running back. And then that you get to dreaming about possibilities of splitting him out and, and what he can do in the pass game, all kind of stuff. So, um, definitely going to take two backs. And then, like you said, there's just so many of those top guys uh, still out there that they're pursuing. It's, it's a long way to go still. Absolutely. All right. Uh, just John 419, Jed. Yeah. Biggest positional need in the 2024 class. If there is one. All right. So I'm going to give you the, the equivalent of, you know, in Sunday school, you got the Sunday school answer. It's Jesus, right? Well, in recruiting, the, the, the equivalent of that is quarterback. Okay. Because uh, when it, when it comes down to it, it's however it works out, whether it's Beck or Vandergriff, because I think it's one to be one of those two that ends up being Georgia's quarterback this fall. I know a lot of people are pushing for wanting to see Gunnar Stott. I just don't see that happening this year. I think you're more likely to see Beck or Vandergriff win that job, and I think whoever doesn't will, will of course, be gone from the program. They could end up losing two from the program, depending on how, how things go. Um, and there's going to be – they didn't sign anybody in 23, didn't bring in a portal guy. I think it's crucial that they bring in a couple guys in 24, and I think that's – why they're pursuing uh, Dylan Rowell is so hard. Trent, if they don't, if they don't, if they only bring in Puglisi, if he's the only one they bring in, I guarantee you they're going to go to the portal in that next offseason to try to add another guy into the mix. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you because um, either way, you could you could lose a couple guys, and and you know both Vandegrift and Beck will be draft eligible after this year, depending on what kind of year they had. So um, it, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, but I think quarterback is an important position. I think, um, of course, running back because you're you're losing uh, Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards after this year. So uh, running back is an important position. Uh, it's important to keep hitting on uh, playmakers at wide receiver, and I still think offensive line uh, is something that that uh, the whole offense up tight end. You know, kind of that's what we, but uh, yeah, before the show with Jed, we said the whole offense. <laughs> But, but yeah, offensive line is a position that I think uh, you know Monroe Freeling kind of shot up the rankings at the end, and and they did land uh, Bo Hewley and and some guys that that can definitely contribute that are, that are big recruits. But I think it's important to keep recruiting at that level because that's what Georgia's done, and that's how they've been able to sustain the success they're at. Jed has just been such a hot start for Georgia too. Like the first, you know, it seemed like the. They got the number one class in 2024 right now, but it seemed like the first four or five uh, commits were all offensive guys. Uh, you know, Nikar, Landon Thomas, uh, Mizell, Sokovi White, Puglisi. I mean, they they really they really, and then now they got Phillips uh, added in there, so they really hit offense hard. To our point, now now you're gonna you know the Georgia faithful the vent the vent and vault followers will want to see some offensive linemen come after now. Absolutely, yeah, and you've got names like. I mean, I'm sure Georgia won't give up on Cam Pringle. There's Daniel Calhoun, Jordan Seaton, who I mentioned was in town. Um, Malachi Tolliver, who we just said. Malachi Tolliver. Um, just offered. Afua, I, I believe is his name. Um, who yeah. is from the Pacific Northwest. God um, bless you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think if you look at defense, <laughs> like the one position you might look at is like the three-tech, five-tech, kind of on that defensive front. Um, 
you know, because Jamal Jarrett in his past class is very much a, you know, right over the center kind of guy. Um, and add Jordan Hall as well. So names like Edric Houston. I mean, Colin Simmons maybe fits that mold. Dylan, Dylan Stewart. Dylan Stewart, Christopher Jackson, uh, Jordan Ross out of Alabama. Guys like that. I mean, that, that um, I guess, board is still a little fluid. Um, you know, Nigel Smith is a guy that, that the staff likes. So I will see how that develops. I think the more outside linebacker types isn't the, as, as big of a need as maybe the, the hand in the dirt types like Gabriel Harris um, in his past class as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the defensive recruiting has just been so, so strong over the past really two or three years. There's not one area that you look at and say, man, Georgia's just, they're, they're, well, really they, close to they, they just reloaded at inside linebacker at outside right. linebacker, got two really good defensive linemen and they, they brought in seven, six, seven, you know, DBs. I mean, so, you know, they, they've really reloaded on defense in 23 Offense is what's got to reload in 24, in, in, in my opinion. All right, uh, Darth Janus, who would you be keeping an eye on in terms of commitments coming up for 24? Thanks and go, dogs. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of timeline for a lot of these guys and everybody that I have um, interviewed lately. Jed has been like, you know, hey, now we're in, you know getting into. Uh, official visit mode. Got to get those knocked out either in the spring or the summer. So I think that even with Dylan Raiola, I think that because of this Deuce Robinson thing, the connection with that family, seeing a little bit of what Arch Manning did last year and stuff like that, I think that could even maybe drag into the summer a little bit, maybe early summer. Um, but I don't think you're going to see anybody here in the next couple of weeks uh, committing. Yeah, Raiola was kind of the one that came to mind just because the nature of quarterbacks like to get things out of the way a little earlier uh, to, to recruit other guys and whatnot. But, yeah, like you said, it could drag into the summer. Um, I mean, nobody really – I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, like you said, I think a lot of these guys at this point are at least going to take it through the spring and visit places in the spring. I know K.J. Bolden's going to be um, at Georgia in the spring. Um so and then you know there'll be guys that are going to be wanting to get to Athens for the first time. Guys that are that are getting offers through this through you know through January and in December. So, um, I mean, nothing really imminent. I don't think you can always have a guy or two pop out of nowhere. Um, but I think if you're looking for that next wave of guys, I would look maybe into April once spring practices are, are getting over and guys are taking a lot of visits and track season, baseball season, basketball season, all that kind of stuff is over with. Um, but did nothing too um, too imminent on the commitment front, I don't think. And Trent, I'm sure that Georgia's going to try to repeat what they've done the last couple of uh, summers where that first weekend in June, they're going to probably try to bring in a huge collection of talent for OVs. I mean, y'all wouldn't be surprised if you see like Riola, Bolden, Sammy Brown, you know, yeah, even a commit like, 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 like Ellis Robinson, all these guys already, you know, probably try to bring them in in one big weekend like they've done in the past. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's usually the first week in June, and uh, that really is where the momentum really starts because uh, you usually see Georgia have, um, you know, three or four commits in June, and, and that leads into July and the 1st of August because most of these guys that um, take their uh, spring official visits want to get their decision done before their uh, senior season. So you'll start seeing, uh, you know, like Jed said, uh, you know, April, May. Um, it, it might even push into June, but you, you'll start seeing uh, a flow of commitments come uh, June, July, those two months. 
And don't forget, they already have 10. I mean, they yeah. already have 10 in the class. They've got a, got a fast start on it. All right, uh, number one linebacker in the class, a question on him from Cooper Dog, 1972. How do things stand with Colin Simmons right now um, out of Texas, uh, linebacker, edge edge guy? Um, I think, you know, there was there was a lot of smoke about Georgia, and, and you know, I spoke to him uh, uh, after, his, after his visit there, and he was – very very complimentary of of UGA of of you know Glenn Schumann of Uzo Drew all these guys uh, out there but I think you know got back a little bit and you know being from the state of Texas the Texas schools tried to reach out before the dead period and try to get garner some momentum and uh, you know I believe Arizona State and with Kenny Dillingham being new out there trying to bring some excitement to that program and get a visit out of him and. You know, who knows, even Deion Sanders and people out there. So uh, I think this one's pretty wide open. Uh, what's what's your guys' opinion? Yeah, I think that's one. Like you said, there was a very big, like, visit high after it came off of that. And he was, like you said, very complimentary in the interview you had with him. But, you know, I've, I've kind of always had the uh, the feeling that he was going to be hard to to get out of the state of Texas, which, like, is is not, uh, not shocking. There's all, like, Oklahoma and LSU and – you know, that's, that's a, a lot of guys want a kid that's a top 10 uh, overall prospect in the country. So getting him on campus was huge. I think the next step would probably be getting him back either in the spring again or, or for a summer workout or whatever and maybe get in line for one of those official visits and then see where things go from there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that visit was because I've, I've messaged with him before and so I was like, oh, I was going to get to Georgia here and I didn't make it and you know, plans fell through and whatever. So finally getting him on campus was a, was a huge step as Georgia tries to get involved in that one. I think, I think the hardest thing to judge with, with guys that are from Texas or even out of state, California, those type of guys are how important is the NIL process. And that's something that we don't know this early on um, as stuff, you know, that kind of stuff starts to hit home um, over the next year. But, um, but I think that'll play a big part because, you know, Texas is, you know, they got all that oil money out there. Yeah, but for sure. Uh, it's, it's always interesting with the, with the. What is it, Trent? You got to yeah, give us our reference. You haven't said it in a while. It's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to judge the nail process at this point. The so. nail, the nail process. You know, it it clears things up when Trent says that because Jed threw out the antiquated term of NLI earlier to in, in this episode, which is National Letter of Intent. But you can't say that anymore because people are going to be like, that moron, he doesn't even know how to say NIL anymore. You know, he's <laughs> mixed up the letters over there. So, you, you know, it's changing all our, our acronyms and our terminology here in the recruiting industry. All right. Uh, this is a really good question here by um, F. McCrary Jr. He said, with 2023 in the books, who's the person – you were shocked that Georgia didn't sign besides Justice Haynes, so he's eliminating him from the, uh, you know, from from the answer there. And who's the person that you were shocked signed? So, who are you guys shocked that didn't sign with Georgia? Well, Trent was on the phone when Arch Manning committed to the Georgia staff, so that's that's probably his answer. Um, let me think. <laughs> Um, Just lying. <laughs> um, yeah, let me think. Um, I I will go ahead and say that Georgia met Georgia in my mind, and from everything that I've gathered, really messed it up with 
uh, Rousseau. They had a, every opportunity to sign that young man, is all I'm going to say. And uh, it, there are just some things that didn't didn't go the way that I don't think necessarily his camp um, might have thought they went. So I'm pretty shocked. I thought for a long time they were going to sign him. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, because I know Georgia was his first choice. So, but so I'm a little shocked uh, that that he didn't end up with the the University of Georgia on that one. But uh, as far as the person I'm shocked that signed, I guess it'd be Bo Hewley because he tried to visit everywhere under the sun other than Georgia. Uh, but but other than that, um, what, what are you guys thoughts? Any, anybody you're shocked that didn't sign with Georgia and and almost, that did? Uh, I almost said uh, Luther Bird until I remembered he was 2022. So. Uh, don't don't mind me <laughs> mixed up. Good good call. Uh, yeah, good I, call. I haven't been doing this long enough to get my years mixed up. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, Bo Hewley was one because we just there was so much smoke about him for so long because the Auburn visits took forever, and then the new Auburn staff came in and they were still involved. And there was a late one in Colorado, and he I don't remember if it was an official, but he visited Nebraska, and like that was one. It just like every sign pointed to him going elsewhere until he didn't. Uh, even up until when he and he was on signing day, we weren't uh, entirely sure. So, um, as far as kids that didn't sign, clearly I can't even remember who was in this class. Um, I mean, Davin Hobbs is one that Georgia, yeah, yeah Hobbs, really good about. Is, Hobbs I mean, is definitely one. Uh, uh, they felt really good about following that visit. I mean, I mean, I know Justice <laughs> is excluded, but I mean, we were we were all very sure on on Justice for a long time. Um, we weren't the only ones. I can tell you that for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I think the people, the people on both ends of those phone calls, uh, when he told the the two schools, I think they were pretty shocked as well. But uh, on the Ricky, Alabama uh, side and Georgia's side, Ricky Gibson was very big on Georgia for like a week, briefly. Yeah, that was that was a little late, uh, late nil action there uh, on on that one. I'm just scrolling through uh, guys I wrote down that visited. Um, I mean, AJ, I wouldn't say I'm shocked that AJ Harris signed, but like that was Georgia went from not in that one to back in that one uh and you know they did a good job of getting back in it to where they appeared dead in the water for a while um yeah nc state sure flip that was a kind of a surprise oh, Kyron jones, yeah, yeah. Ky- Kyron jones at the end yeah the way the way he uh, came no doubt yeah so those are kind of some of the some of the thoughts there but yeah uh, my my shock would be uh russell quay russell uh i really really thought and he thought for a long time he was going to Georgia, quite honestly. Um, Speedy Dog, does UGA lead for Mike Matthews? If not, who is the leader? Jed, uh, I'll let you give your answer first. Yeah. I mean, I would say Georgia – I mean, I think his recruitment is still early to being like a leader. It's a cop-out answer. But, I mean, I think Georgia's probably top – I'd say there's probably a top four of like Georgia, Clemson – I think Notre Dame is up there because Notre Dame got in really before his recruitment blew up. Um, well, who does now with Tommy Reese leaving? You don't know about that. Oh, that's true. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, Georgia's doing a good – and they're – you know, I think when we talk about guys that offensive – the offensive commits they've got, there's still like that elite tier of receivers that Georgia's going after, whether it's Mike Matthews, Zion Reagans. Um, I mean, you could throw Draylon Miller in there. KJ Bolden, if you want to include him a receiver, although we'll probably end up at safety. Yeah, he's safety. Um, yeah. So, 
Um, I mean, the Georgia staff is very high on Josiah Brown. There's Aaron Butler. But like you said, there's already guys committed in the class, so it's a wonder of, like, which guys are takes. Are they takes? Well, like but that, what I'm saying is there's a group of guys up top that is – that are very clearly takes whenever they want to hit Mike Matthews. Yeah. That one. So, yeah. If, my, if Mike Matthews, if Mike Matthews wanted a spot in the class, he'd he have a spot in the class at exactly. any point in so, um, He didn't visit yeah. in the spring. I know he visited Tennessee um, the weekend of the championship celebration. Clemson and then Clemson. Yeah. So yeah. I think I'm sure he'll be back on campus um, in the spring, um, maybe for G Day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say George is probably. Definitely top four or five right now, but there's still a long way to go in that one. Because, like I said, he he hadn't really, he really his recruitment really took off probably about last April or May. So, um, still relatively early for a well, five star guy. But, but Trent uh, Auburn offered him in basketball, which I think Georgia sub- subsequently has too, because he's talking now that he he wants to play both sports in college. Trent, I don't know about you, and and obviously Jed's. A lot of schools. If I was a betting man and I had to bet Georgia or the field, I'd take the field right now. I just, I just don't have this, uh, you know, my, my spidey sense sitting going off that uh, Mike Matthews is going to end up at Georgia at least right now. Yeah, he just kind of seems like that recruit that, um, you know, like when Georgia had the the big national championship celebration, he ends up somewhere else. Um, you know, you come G- early June, Georgia might have a, you know, a big recruiting weekend. He might be somewhere else. He just seems like the type of guy that. Um, uh, probably heads out of state is what I would guess right now. But, um, you know, Georgia's is, is in play and Georgia's in his top five. But if I had to guess as of today, I would, I would say that, um, I would play the field. I right, got, got the air conditioner cranked up in this room just now. So there might be some added <laughs> noise here. I'll think I'll try to mute my mic so you can go, Jed, read this one for us. Yeah, of the following receivers who are truly targets, and more importantly, who does UGA have a decent shot at landing between Zion Reagans, Jeremiah Smith, Draylon Miller, and the aforementioned Mike Matthews? Don't Trent, go ahead. Um, Trent, go ahead. Well, yeah, like, like we just said about Mike, uh, we just talked about Mike Matthews. I think uh, Georgia has a good chance for Jeremiah Smith. I think Georgia's running it. Um, I think. You know they're recruiting Zion Ragged. You know if you, I, I don't know what kind of list I would I would put those guys in, but they're all in contention. Uh, Georgia's recruiting them all, and, and Georgia is one of their top schools for all of them. Um, um, as far as who they got a better chance with, um, you know I, I would say uh, Mike Matthews a little bit further than the list. Thank Jeremiah Smith. Um, uh, depending on uh, factors there. Uh, I yeah, Raola, what does Raola do? I, I think you could see if Raola does indeed commit to Georgia this summer, I think you could definitely see Jeremiah Smith, um, you know, pop up in Athens and, and maybe even visit with Raola. Um, so, yeah, he, he'll be one to watch. But I think uh, um, uh, Zion Reagans and uh, Draylon Miller probably maybe a little bit uh, ahead of Mike Matthews right now. Just Asha uh, Trader uh, is also another another one that Georgia's gaining ground with at wide receiver position. A lot of guys at receivers right now, so um, you know there's there's a lot going on there. Uh, he he followed it up with a question. He says, "Give us a percentage prediction for Sammy Brown of Clemson and Georgia, or he meant UGA, but UGS, i.e., Clemson sixty percent, Georgia forty percent. What would it take for Georgia Lamb? I." I don't think Clemson has a lead right now. I, as as much as I don't feel that great about, you know, 
Georgia leading for Mike Matthews. I still feel that Georgia is – I mean, at minimum, I'd put it 50-50. If not, if not leaning a little bit Georgia's way. And I know that he visited Clemson before the, the dead period, but just feel like when you hear Sammy Brown talk and you hear the things that he says, I feel he's speaking Kirby. And I thought that uh, – you know, I, he I, – I, I thought that about C.J. Allen early on when you heard him, a, a Georgia kid, somebody who was unbelievably athletic, used on the offensive side of the ball, and can go sideline to sideline and make tackles. Does that sound like anybody? It sounds like Sammy Brown. And everything that he says and talks when you interview him and when you talk to him and you talk to people around him, it sounds like they're speaking Kirby, in my opinion. But what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like – to build off that Mike Matthews comparison, Sammy Brown's the kid that always, always, always seems to be in Athens. I mean, the championship celebration, he had a, a wrestling tournament that morning and still made it to uh, still made it to Athens for the festivities. So um, he's, he's got great relationships with Kirby Smart. He talks about talking about hunting and fishing with Kirby Smart. So uh, Kirby definitely knows the way to this young man's heart. And um, you know, like you said, he he just seems like a guy who who could end up in Athens. He's got a great relationship with Clint Schumann, the the whole defensive staff, and and you know when you pair him with Demarcus uh, Reddick, who's already committed out of Alabama, those are two. You, you talk about adding athleticism and speed and all that stuff to the inside linebacker room. Those two dudes have it in spades. So um, I think he's probably that top guy. Like I probably probably those would be the two that they would take at inside linebacker. Probably I don't know that they would take a third necessarily but if they could add sammy brown and demarcus reddick that would be they would they would do backflips for that i think on top of what they got this year i mean that would be exactly. i mean just crazy uh i do think i do think you're gonna see though you know i think obviously after this year you'll see um jamon jamon dumas johnson and smile munden probably both go to the nfl you'll probably see Xavion Sori, who knows if he ends up remaining with the program, depending on how his career goes and how much he plays and things like that this year. So uh, they, they could still need a lot at inside linebacker there. So I, I think Georgia got a really good shot with Sammy Brown, on, on, quite honestly. Um, My guess would be Xavier Sori steps into the uh, Tresman Marshall role this year and kind of that yeah. third, fourth linebacker. And, you know, it kind of gets a – feel of how he's going to be and uh, his ability to take over the next year. Um, I think that'll be a big part of what happens. Yeah, no, no doubt. All right. And then this is not necessarily a recruiting question, more of a general question, but I thought I would throw it in there. Uh, John Adams, 88, Joe Moore award voters and other awards. Also, uh, why do they not include playoffs in their consideration? I don't know. It's like antiquated timing of how they do things, you know, back when they have to, you'd have to send their votes in by, you know, carrier pigeon or something took a while to tabulate them. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? You know, now you can do it online. I don't, I don't like how they do it before the offensive line, uh, the, any of the awards before the playoffs, because that's when you match up best versus best. And, um, and to be able to judge, uh, you know, you, you had what three Heisman contenders in the playoffs and, um, and you had, um, you know, uh, you know Stetson, you know, won it. It doesn't mean he's the best player. It doesn't mean he should have won Heisman, but it it would have boosted his, uh, you know, ranking up because because this is about season best. This is not about regular season best. Um, so, I think you very well would have seen Georgia win the, the Joe Moore Award uh, on offense line, and I think you would have seen Stetson probably finish second 
maybe yeah, in the high second at, second at worst in my at worst. So uh, I, I would really like to see that change to, to after, but just just for the simple fact that you get to see these matchups, you get to see these top players go head to head. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, just to kind of play devil's advocate a little, I think maybe like with the with the individual awards, maybe it's because okay, we want to find the best player out there, so theoretically, we need to have everybody be playing the same amount of games to judge stats on or something like yeah. I, that's a shot in the dark. But well, yeah, for the team awards, especially like offensive line or whatever, those especially should be given out at, after the end well, of the season. Because but you, but you look at the, you look at like major league baseball and when do they get their MVP award? Uh, it's, it's after, it's after the season, it's after the world series or whatever. So well, let's be, let's be a hundred percent honest about it. The reason is, is because ESPN has turned it into a, a, TV show. They've, that's what they've done with the with the night of the award night or whatever. So they put it in the calendar so that it's before the playoffs and because it's timing and all that kind of stuff. So it's just one of those things that uh, you know we all love TV and the coverage of everything stuff like that. But at the same time, you know it seems like a lot of times uh, these these networks kind of ruin things too as much as they uh, add to them. So it's kind of kind of interesting how it all plays out. But yeah, so that's that's all of our uh, questions tonight. I think we did have one more question. Somebody uh, said something like they didn't really see somebody in the 23 class with the same body type as Smile Munden. So who would that be in 24? And I got to look and I was like, Raylan Wilson pretty much has the, the exact same body type as Smile Munden. So I think there is somebody in the 23 class uh, that, that fits that mold and is going to be, I mean, you, you saw the, the coaches and stuff talking about Rylan Wilson when he was there in bowl practice and stuff. I mean, he was there, you know, helping helping make them better in bowl practice. That, that guy, Trent, is going to be a, a, a monster when he comes to, to Athens. Yeah, he's going to be a special teams monster next year um, just because of the depth that Georgia's got an inside linebacker. And you might even see him play in, in certain packages because – I mean, I even think you can use him as a, uh, you know, a Channing Tindall speed rusher at times um, with the, with the boy. Well, similar how they did to Jalen Walker this yeah. past year, so, you know. So I think there's going to be a role for him just because of his athleticism uh, that he brings to that defense. Absolutely. All right, Jed, what do we got uh, coming up on the website for everybody uh, this week as they're watching this on uh, Monday night? Uh, we got what we got coming up coverage wise. Yeah, just um, you know, more so Georgia's. This is kind of that season where a lot of offers go out. You know, I did a a story on a 2026 quarterback out of California tonight that'll probably go up on Monday. But Georgia has offered three 2026 quarterbacks. They offered three 2026 quarterbacks in January. So um, a lot of those offers are kind of looking towards the future. We'll be talking to those guys. Um, Under Armour camp in Atlanta is in a couple of weeks, so we'll be there for that. Uh, with a huge list of guys, it seems like every every other tweet I see is a kid uh, announcing he'll be there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a dead period, but that doesn't mean the vault is dead. So we'll um we'll have plenty of information coming y'all's way. Absolutely. So uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Sorry that we didn't go live tonight. We had to make adjustments. We'll be back live next Monday night at eight thirty. UGA Sports rumors versus facts. Uh, once again covering all things Georgia football recruiting presented by auto owners and Turner Wood and Smith insurance. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for Jed May and Trent Smallwood. I'm Blaine Gilmer and we'll catch you next time.